store for us. Thank you for the time of prayer and worship and praise. We pray that your word is rich in our lives. Speak to us and may none of us leave the same. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. 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 We give God the praise. We give God the praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we're going to continue. Hallelujah. This is very important. Five keys to prosperity. Amen. And we've been hearing about the keys. What's the first key? Good. The key of knowing that it is God who gives us prosperity. We got to know that. We have to know that it is God. Some people feel that it is their own strength. (laughs) Or it's their hard work. Thank you. My hard work is giving me prosperity. Like Nebuchadnezzar. He was out there. And the Bible says he was walking and saw the beauty of Babylon. How beautiful the buildings are. How beautiful Babylon was. And said, wow, look at Babylon. I built. Look at the glory of my majesty. What I have done. And God wasn't happy with that. Sometimes you can easily feel that it is your own strength. Because if you pass an exam, you have to study hard. Hallelujah. To get that promotion, you need to burn the midnight oil. You need to work harder than many people. You need to sit, you need to work, you need to, 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 after work, you need to go to your computer, whatever it is, and research, read, 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 a lot of that. Hallelujah. But in spite of that, it is not our strength, but it is God who gave it to us. That's what the Bible says, that the horse is prepared for battle, but victory is of the Lord. So you can prepare all you want. I also know people who work harder than those who were promoted and they didn't get the promotion. So it's not hard work. It is the Lord. Look at Psalm 127 verse 1 and 2. Psalm 127 verse 1 and 2. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, The watchman waketh, but in vain. It's okay. Verse 1 is what we need. You can go back. Now, let's look at NLT for this verse 1. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is useless. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. So, if God doesn't build the house... You will build it. You will build a nice house, a big story building, 
that the winds and the storms will just pull it down. Except the Lord protects the city, you can guard it. You can have 10,000 guards. It will be in vain. Hallelujah. So it means that it is God who blesses us. It is God who does what he needs to do, not us. Deuteronomy 8.18 and then James 1.17. Let me continue. Deuteronomy. 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 But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. How many want to remember the Lord our God? For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. So we will get the wealth through the power God gives us. That he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. God's covenant to Abraham. God's covenant to Abraham, which went through to Isaac or Isaac and Jacob. That covenant God has sworn. And God needed to swear to Abraham. But he, when you swear by something greater, so by God, didn't, there's nothing greater than God. So God had to swear by himself. Hey, wow. I swear, he swore by himself because there's no one above God. Some people talk about multiverse. Whether there's multiverse, tris, triverse, whatever it is, God is supreme over everything that exists. Hallelujah. Even though I don't believe in this multiverse thing. But what, if whatever it is, for those who believe it, God is supreme. God is creator of every verse. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then James 1.17. Every good, every Every, so far as it is good, it comes from God. Every good and every perfect gift. Once the gift is good, once the gift is perfect, it comes from God. It comes from above. And explains what the above means. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Let's look at this in uh, NLT. No shifting shadow. No, no mutation. Whatever is good and perfect comes to us from God above, who created all heaven's lights. Unlike them, he never changes or casts shifting shadows. Let's look at this in NASB. Every good thing giving and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Finally, amplified. The, ampli the real amplified, please. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of the heavens, in whom there is no variation, no rising or setting, or shadow cast by his turning, for he is perfect and never changes. And that's why Hebrews 13, 8 is an attribute of God. Jesus Christ is immutable. It means Jesus Christ has no variation. That's why Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hallelujah. Because he's God. And there's no change. Hallelujah. Wow. I get a clap from 
Glory to God. Proverbs 10, 22. Oh, not I, but God gets a trap, brother. <laughs> Proverbs 10, 22. Proverbs 10. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he addeth no sorrow with it. NESB. This is very important. The blessing of the Lord. So we're doing some recap. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. So it means that when God blesses you and I, it will make us rich. But rich in what? If he said it will make you financially rich, no, rich in finances, rich in health, rich in good deeds, rich in, in favor, rich in grace, rich in every good thing. Hallelujah. It makes rich. And God does not add sorrow to it. So it means that when we get, in quotes, blessing or we get something extra that, and it is not from God, the likelihood of it making us rich in everything is very, it's, almost, it's actually zero. Rich in money, that's no, that's no problem. And there will be sorrow attached to it. What's the point of being rich in money and you can't sleep? But the Bible says that he giveth his beloved sleep. What's the point? I mean, who wants to be like Mickey J. Jackson? Beat it, beat it, and beat it, and what? Thriller. Beautiful. But you can't sleep. How many wonder? And you die at age. What age did he die? 53 or 56. How many wonder? How many want Versace's end? <laughs> I was in UK. I couldn't believe it. He was driving home with his beautiful car. He was shot at the gate of his house. That's it. Dead. I was watching uh, Gucci. The true life story of Gucci. This man who was a millionaire. I think we were on our way to Rwanda or somewhere. The man died. His son died. One of his sons died poor. And the whole company was given to the stock exchange. Lost. The family lost the, the, the company. I know someone who was rich, who had houses in London, in Marblelatch and very, very nice areas, Kensington, but died of throat cancer. So we are not talking about money. The blessing of the Lord, they make rich has to do with rich in money, rich in health, rich in life, so that you would be able to eat the fruit of your labor. The Bible says that there's a certain vexation and, and an evil thing under the sun, a sore travail, a vexation of spirit, that someone will have riches, but the ability to eat it has not been given to that person. What's the point of having riches, but you can't eat the riches? You can't enjoy the fruit of your labor. But when God blesses you, you are enjoying it. I said, when God blesses you, you are enjoying it. Amen. When God blesses you, you, are, you, are, you, you have a good life. Look at Ecclesiastes 2.11. Then I looked on all the works that my hand had wrought, and on the labor that I had labored to do. And behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. Meaning there are no profits on earth. 
if you think about it. Physical life, there's no profit. Joel, physical life, what I mean by that is that if this is life, there's no profit. Because we'll live, make the earth, make a company beautiful, but the earth is still corrupting. The ocean layer is still depleted. Things are still falling apart. The law of decay is still there, but your company has made millions of dollars and you die and what was the use of the life? At least chickens were eaten. But what is the use of the life if it is just this? People work hard, 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 hard. We start by being born, going to school, learning. Do you like school? No, you don't. Going to, of course not, yes. Go school, 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 school. You learn, you learn, you learn. But you are not resting, you are not enjoying, you are in school. Then, of course, you also. Then work. You work, you labor, labor. The the, 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 the curse that God gave to Adam for sin is that you, you are now going to sweat to eat. So we'll sweat to eat all the days of our lives, then we'll retire. But most people retire. The mortality tables are true. Most people, well, I'm sure it will change with medicine, but most people don't live past a certain age. Or if they do, they are in hospice or they are in some nursing home ready to die, not enjoying the money. So very few people enjoy the fruit of their labor. What's the point of life if that is it? You retire. And your pension or your 401k, I mean, or life insurance, what's, 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 what's the point? That's why he said there's no profit under the sun. What's the point of life? If it is the physical. But blessed be God, we as Christians, there's profit under the sun. Who? I said there's profit under the sun. And there's profit above the sun. I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. There's profit above and below the sun. Oh, hallelujah. Okay, let's continue. Number two, position yourself for prosperity. So the first is to know, why will God bless someone who would attribute the glory to himself? Why will God say, why will God give you riches when he knows that you say that it's my own strength who give, that gave me the riches? Why? When God loves glory. When God says that my glory I will share with no one. God, he loves glory. He loves to be pampered. He loves to be worshipped and praised. He loves to be told he's big. No person, if, 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 I always tell some of my, my, my children, I won't mention the one so she doesn't get angry with me, that you don't need to be, you don't, don't, try, don't, don't, you don't have to be big. You don't, you don't have to be the center of attention. You don't, you don't have to be the one who everyone is praising. You don't. No, but it's any of my children. Any of them. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll, I'll, I'll be, there'll be a beef at home when I get home. Hallelujah. But I don't, know, I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Imagine I'm here and I'm like, I'm the best, I'm the most important person here. I, I, I'm bigger, I'm better, I'm better looking, I'm, I'm stronger. It's some way. I, I know, you, you have to praise me. You have to praise me. No, it's some way. The only person who, it's not some way when they do it, it's God. Because he's the only one who deserves that. But anyone else. So why should God give us a million dollars? For us to take the glory for ourselves. He won't do it. But if we know that he is the one who gave it to us. 
and we are, and he can be confident that we will not steal his glory. He will give it to us. Just like anointing and stuff. If God can be sure that when he gives it to you, you are not going to say, yes, 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 yes. Oh, I did it good. Who I did, oh, I did it good. Why will he give it to you? I sometimes watch Catherine Kuman when people are healed and how someone is saying, oh, Catherine, you know, I watch you on TV. Then she switches the topic immediately. <laughs> oh, Catherine, you know, I've told my people. Then she changes it immediately. Sometimes she will just touch you and you fall before, as you are saying it, because she doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> may we have some Catherine's here. I said, may we have some Catherine Kumans here. Amen. I'm also pointing to myself. Amen. Position yourself for prosperity. Isaiah 119. Isaiah 119. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land, even in the poorest country in the world. There's good to be eaten. You see, when you see a certain type of people in a country, it means there's money there. Sometimes I'm in a plane and I see a certain type of people. I know then there's money here. So there's money in every country in the world. The poorest country, which is the poorest, is it Haiti or Congo? Congo. Yeah. So it's between Haiti and Congo. Yeah. There's, there are millions of dollars to be made in Congo and in Haiti. Hallelujah. But God says you eat the good of the land. May you eat the good of the land. Amen. In Jesus' name. Who? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Then we talked about one, the, 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 there are three types of giving. One is you pay your tithe. It's something God expects. Then offering, free will offering, which we all know as Christians it would be impossible for a pastor not to talk about these two. But the third one is the almsgiving, which we've spent a lot of time on. The almsgiving. Giving alms to the poor. Helping the poor. God, is, the Bible says that it is well-pleasing to the Lord when we help the poor, when we communicate, when we help the poor. It is very pleasing to the Lord. I know I don't have, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't consider myself perfect. So Burundi. Burundi is the poorest, okay? We are, we'll, be going, we'll be going to the poorest country in the world next year, God willing. Then. Burundi, here we come. Amen. Anyway, we're, we're planning to go anywhere. It just happens to be the poorest. So we thank God for that because we want to be among the poor people. What do you think? The poor, giving to the poor, is one of the best things we can do. Because the poor, are the, I mean, when, when you help the poor, you are, I mean, God is pleased with you. Like I was saying, none of us are perfect. You will surprise the things you do that are not good. We are not talking about the sins that we call sin. But look at David and look at Moses. David, Moses, Saul. David was wrong. He committed the sins we know are the sins. He paid for it. It's wrong. 
And by Moses, they didn't enter the promised land because of, not because he married the wrong woman. He didn't enter the promised land because, instead of speaking, because that rock was Christ. So he struck instead of spoke to the rock. I mean, I have nice theories, but at the end of the day, God has not, it's not, you won't find it in the Bible. But the theories are God. Christ, the Bible says, and that spiritual rock that followed them, that rock was Christ. So it's, it's, it's like, you didn't sanctify me. Anyway, that, that, I don't want to start on that. Hallelujah. But there are good theories on that. But I don't know the day David Moses saw. Saul did everything he needed to do. He just didn't kill everybody. And he was stubborn. That caused God to reject him. And David, who did the sins that we will cancel, God approved him. Not the sin, of course. How can God approve sin? But he approved David. So, I'm trying to just say that the fact that you and I might not be doing certain things does not mean that we are perfect. We all have imperfections and things to work on. But in spite of that, even you, girl, in spite of that, so or because of that, we work on the things we need to work on so that we are perfected. But the things we know will touch God's heart. The things we know God requires. How are you going to lose God? If I know that God is very happy with A, B, C, D, E, what am I waiting for? What on earth am I waiting for? Doesn't make sense. If I know God loves it when you help the poor, what are you waiting for? For the rapture to come, and then we say, "Oh yes, I should. Yes, God, I'm ready. Here's the money." <laughs> what are we waiting for? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. If we know that God likes it when we do certain things, when we have faith in him, when we love him, let's do it. So one of the things we've talked about a lot is the poor, helping the poor. And we've read so many verses that are without a doubt proving that when we don't help the poor, God says we are sinning or we are wicked. God says that we don't have the love of God in us when we see a Christian in need and we don't help them. And we are not talking about the Christian. He didn't say, uh, uh, <clears throat> he who has this world's good and sees a brother in his church in need and shattered up his bowels of compassion from him. How can the love of God dwell in him? It means that Christian brother or sister in Congo is also part of it. So when you see a program or you see a need and maybe... There's proof that there are some people in Congo who need help because there's desperate help needed. Get, contribute, and you don't. Then you shut up your bowels of compassion because unless you go to Congo, how are you going to see them? A brother or sister in need. Let's always be first. Yes, I'm ready to, and then think about it and say, mm, maybe I've talked too fast. That's better than no. There are some people, the first answer is negative. Oh, shall we? No. Oh, it's good to? No. Oh, let's do? No. Everything is no. 
So, but, but, but because you are predisposed to know, you will not even see a blessing. Maybe God is bringing a blessing in front of you, and you miss that blessing because your default is no. But sometimes, yes, and then later on, you'll be like, oh my goodness, I talk too fast. I don't have the money yet. I prefer that because God will give the money. He supplies seed to the sower. Oh, I thought claps would be on. He supplies seed to the sower. Hallelujah. He supplies seed to the sower. So, let's help the poor. Psalm 41 verse 1. We talked about Psalm 41 verse 1. Let's read just a few of these verses. It's righteousness. A righteous act to help the poor. Psalm 41 verse 1 to 3. Blessed is he that considereth. So to consider means, oh man, how are there poor people around I can help? When I was in Ghana, if I had the chance, sometimes I'll stop. It's too late. You see poor people, it's too late. The car is gone. And there's, a, there's traffic. You can't do anything about it. But when you consider the poor, you are just there and, oh, how can I help a poor person? You see a poor person. I was, I was with someone driving some time. And we're late. And there was a poor woman and her child sleeping on the floor. And that person said, please, let's stop the car. Let's see to this. And they saw to the person. There are some poor people, if they had an opportunity, this person was given a, under $20. Herself and her daughter were on the floor. This lady gave $20, under $20 to this woman who was sleeping on the floor looking for work. Do you know what she did with the under $20? She went to buy cassava and stuff so that she can make profits. She can, she can have a business. So imagine this person has $10,000 or, or even $300. But no one would give it to her, so she has to sleep on the floor. Sometimes we must ask ourselves, what if it was us? Or what if we're born in those circumstances? What makes us better than them? That we are in a privileged position. Joy, what makes you better than them? Thank you. What makes you better than them? Nothing. Yet, God has given us a privilege. That's why Mordecai told Esther. Mordecai or Mordecai? How do you say it? Pretty. Thank you. Say it again. Yeah, American. What? Mordecai. <laughs> Mordecai. Did I say that right? Mordecai. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, hey. I have a cousin called Mordecai. That's how you say it. <laughs> say it again. Mordecai. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> so Mordecai <laughs> was the uncle of Esther. And the Jews were going to be wiped out. And 
the king in those days, Axesos, the kings in those days, he, they had many wives. <clears throat> if he's on, he's on his throne or he's in court, and a wife approaches without being summoned, and he doesn't give his approval, they'll be beheaded, they'll be he killed right there. Right there in front of everybody, he'll be killed. And she had not been summoned. But they were going to annihilate the Jews. So their uncle said, Esther, go and tell the king that someone is trying to destroy us. Go and tell your husband. And she said, look, in the palace, we don't do things like this. She explained to Mordecai. <laughs> I, I, I forgot how to even say that. She explained to Mordecai. <laughs> explained to him that we don't do this in the palace. If I'm not careful, I will die. Then the king said, look, Esther, you better wisen up. I'm your uncle. I told you to bath, to do this, to do this, wear this perfume, do this. And that's how come you got to this position. And I'm also telling you that you better do the right thing and go and solve this problem. Because you never know. You never know. Maybe God brought you here for this time. Maybe God put you in the palace to save your people. And if you don't do it, salvation will come from somewhere else. Salvation will come from somewhere else. And Esther said, let's fast because this thing, I can die easily. Let's fast. So they proclaimed the fast. And then she went and opened the door. And then the people were ready to behead her. And then the king, her husband, gave the approval. Oh, I thought you put on second approval. That's it. So it's very important. I'm trying to remember what point I was trying to make. But it's very, very important for us to remember that we are in a privileged position. There are some of us who don't realize that God has given us what we have so that we can be a blessing to others. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. We will be a blessing to others. You see some people who have a lot. They earn a lot. But you watch the things they give it to. This movement, that movement. But when it has to do with people who need, they be tight. And then, I love you, Lord. And, and I lift my voice to worship you. Come on. <clears throat> Take joy, my King, in what you God is expecting that as you are singing it, you've helped the poor person. 
God is expecting that. If God sometimes will be offended that, wow, I gave you this. I gave you all these resources. Instead of only thinking about your family, just help someone. That's what God, I've seen that he, he will prove it all. God will always prove it. And what I mean by that is that when God gives you, he will, he, will, he will expect you to prove it. God will always give you the opportunity to prove his word. Meaning that he's giving you. He will present opportunities for you to be able to give. To help someone. Even though we are not even talking about the church yet. We are talking about help someone. Help someone. Help someone who is not a family member. Help someone in need. Just help someone. Blessed is he that considered the poor. Think about the poor. Oh God, the poor. How can I help the poor? If I had money, I know, I, the, I know exactly the, the money in a day, I would have decided everything. If I had a million dollars, it's very easy to spend it. Not on myself or any, not a single family member. <laughs> I know exactly how to spend it. I'm talking about like the, for the, the ministry. Very easy. <clears throat> if I had $10 million, I know how to also, I, I know where to channel it. Not just the poor, but even those who are being destroyed. People who are being destroyed, taken advantage of. They, they, I know. But there are people who have it, but they don't care. Unless it is their family member. Imagine a family member is trapped somewhere. And there's no access to that person. Like that movie, uh, Sound of Freedom. Many people will be like, oh, this is them. This is them. Until the family member is there. <clears throat> but like the Bible says, if you don't help, when it's your turn, God will just be watching. You saw that verse. How many remember? Let me find it so that you don't think I'm making it up. <laughs> okay, let's be reading. I'll, I'll find it. Look at Proverbs eleven twenty five. How many are hearing what I'm talking about? Still going over. The liberal soul. How many want to be liberal? The liberal soul shall be made. Hey, how many fat souls are here? <laughs> the, the Bible, the liberal soul shall be made fat. What is me made fat? The liberal soul. So how many souls are liberal and because of that, the souls are fat? <clears throat> mm -hmm. Let me show you a verse. Proverbs 
check this out, check this out, check this out, check it out. Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. This is the verse. This is what, this is what I was explaining. <clears throat> the poor is there. Oh, wow, wow, what a terrible situation. What a terrible situation. Okay. Help them. Who wants to help them? You have $1,000 to give. I'll give $2. No, no problem. <laughs> I'm telling you how God sees it. That's why I'm, I'm not going to fall into that trap by the grace of God. And a situation comes. Maybe it might not be that, but something else comes. And you are crying, God! You are crying, shaking. God! Oh, isn't that the Bible? Is there another interpretation? Or maybe I'm confused. Is it clear? <clears throat> Is it clear? Hmm. But we are we are talking about poor people. It's not this message. Is not. Is it benefiting me? Is it benefiting old pastors? Is it benefiting offering tithe? This is not tithe offering. This is about somebody else. I don't know. Nothing to do with me. So I'm not, it's not like I'm gaining from this message, but it's the truth. Bible. May we be generous. <clears throat> I, I pray that we are generous. Let's, let's decide to be generous. Let's decide together. I, I want, when heaven sees me, let them see me as a generous person. Don't let, uh, don't let earth see you as generous. I mean, it's only unfortunate that I have to say some of the things because I'm not supposed to be seen as generous so that my reward is not that you see it. God forbid. Human beings, you can't, that's not good enough. But let <clears throat> heaven see you as generous. Yes. Let heaven see you as generous. Don't worry about people because if people see you, then you are not, you are not doing it in secret. If people see you as generous, then it means you are not doing it in secret. Unfortunately, because Christians don't give, you have, sometimes you have to explain in the crusade that you have to give here, you have to do this, you have to, otherwise you won't get it to do. <clears throat> I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Otherwise, there'll be no need. It, it was a big struggle for me to be, be doing those things. When I say doing those things, it really pained me that I had to go and be broadcasting because... That's unfortunate. If, if you don't do the charity, this charity video, this uh, widows, nobody, you won't get anything. <clears throat> Hallelujah. But Christians must decide to be generous. Amen. Then we talked about the next, the other part of the giving, which had to do with paying. Uh, giving to God. Hallelujah. Then we talked about Jesus being interested in our giving. Hallelujah. Then Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Then we also said that <clears throat> if you mock a poor person, you insult your maker. How many want to insult God? You see, so it's the same as saying God, then insulting, using insults on God. 
You remember I was telling you about a man I met at the Benzville Mall in Minneapolis. This man, I was doing outreach, and I told him, Jesus loves you. He said, no, Jesus cannot love me. Remind me where I am. I'm about to read Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. What again is I going to do? Just that. Is that right? <clears throat> no, there was something else. Good. Insulting, yes. Remember that. That's the part I'm trying to get to. The man, I said, Jesus loves you. He said, no, he doesn't. I said, oh, Jesus loves you and died for your sins. He said, no. Don't waste your time with me. I'm finished. I said, well, how? He said, I've committed unpardonable sin. I said, no, you've not. He said, you don't understand. He said, <clears throat> I love my wife more than anything. I was a Christian guy going to church, a good Christian. I loved my wife. And she was diagnosed with cancer. And I begged God. I prayed to God. I said, God, don't take my wife. Don't take my wife. And she died. And as I asked God, I said, God, why? This is so easy for you. Why? But his ways are higher than our ways. But when she died, every morning to receive comfort, he would claim God and he would sought God. Every morning and evening before he sleeps, you say, God, you are this. You sought God. So he says, I've committed the unpardonable sin. I say, you've not. If you had, you know. And you'll not be seeing what you're saying now. So I, I encouraged him and he said he was going to go home and think about it and maybe give his life to Christ. <clears throat> the way he was insulting God, when you mock the poor, you are insulting God the same way. Mm -hmm. When you mock a poor person or you mock someone who is disabled. Oh, but you look at you, you can't even walk. Look, look at you. Look at you poor person. Ah, I, I have money. You, 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 you cannot stand in front of me. How dare you talk to me that way? Look at you. You are poor. What do you have? How dare you? Do you know who I am? Do, do you know, I, can, I can pay. You've insulted God. And many people do that. Do you know who I am? How dare you talk to me that way? What do you mean? What do you mean? Africa, they do that a lot. How dare you? What do you mean? Do you know you? Are you my coin <laughs> I'll slap you right there. Who do you think you are? I can pay. I can. I can. I can. I can pay everything for you. 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 You are poor. Look how poor you are. You want to talk to me? You want to talk to me? Look how poor you are. You've insulted God. You. You. You've railed insults on God. Let me show you the verse. I think we all know it. Let me read it. Hmm. No, I thought you were insulting a poor person, but it's God you're insulting. Hey, if people knew the implications of what they did. Proverbs 17, 5. Let's look at NLT. <clears throat> Proverbs 17, 5. Those who mock the poor insult their maker. Those who rejoice at the misfortune of others will be punished. So someone, there's misfortune. Someone is in trouble. Someone, there's a lot, there's calamity, misfortune, and you are laughing. Yes. You see, many Christians do that. Many Christians, they just need to see, hear something bad about somebody that they so-called have a problem with. 
they just need to hear it and they will laugh. Yes, we knew it. We told you. We said it. We said it. We predicted it. You'll be, you'll be punished. The Bible says you will not go unpunished. You watch. The Bible is truer than you and I. Am I preaching here? No, oh, put your hands together for the Lord. The Bible is the Bible is truer than what I say and what anybody says. The Bible says those who those who rejoice at the misfortune of others will be punished. So from now on, if someone has messed up and they are in trouble, or someone has taken your your boy or your girl, or someone has swindled you, just God forgive. Give me the grace to forgive. When they are in trouble. Pray for them. But if you rejoice, because this is the best they say, those who rejoice are the misfortune of those who, are, who have wronged you. Or, no, no. A simple statement. Whether or not they've wronged you. If you rejoice at the misfortune of others, you will be punished. <laughs> wow! But those who mock the poor insult their maker. You... You, 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 <clears throat> you, can, you can talk to me that way. You can advise me. You are advising me. You are advising me. You poor person. Can you advise me? You've insulted God. <laughs> How many people do that, especially in Africa? Maybe in the West, they do it even more than Africa, but they do it nicely. But Africa, they'll do it to your face. What do you think? Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. <clears throat> wow. What do you think, Joel? <laughs> Is it powerful or not? Yeah. Okay. Honor the Lord with your substance. And with the first fruit of all that increase, what will happen? <clears throat> so shall thy bands be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. So your bank will be filled, your business and what you do will prosper. Whatever you are doing, there will be prosperity. What business, you are doing a business, it will prosper. Your, your presses shall burst out with new wine. There's always, revenue is being generated all the time. <clears throat> but because of what? Verse 9. Because you honor the Lord. Because you honor the Lord. So, there are different ways to honor God. It's not just this. But, <clears throat> I think last week we gave the example. <clears throat> One person is singing, I honor you, Lord. I don't know, we have to look for the honor song. There are plenty, we just not think about them. I, I, <clears throat> I, we give you glory, honor, whatever. Isn't there a song? I mean... <clears throat> Yeah. We, we give you glory as we honor you. We give you glory, Lord, as, as we, we honor, honor you. And you are wonderful. You are worthy, Lord. You are wonderful. You are 
singing the song <laughs> and he's crying now person A God is, has heard it person B has not sung but has given God their substance and the first fruit to honor him God has taken honor honor has not come by singing person 3 so person one, person two. Person three has given to God, according to Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all that increase. And he's singing. Who is the one who God is going to be receiving? Yes, yes, yes. Is the one who has given and is singing. Because how do you honor God? By giving to him. And you honor him by singing, but you sing what is in your heart. We worship God in spirit and in truth. So we need to be worshipers who are singing to God, who are singing our praise to him, who are singing our love to him, who are singing our, singing our honor to him, who are singing our devotion to him, but we are proving it out by what we do. David the king was one of the, was the greatest worshiper, not because he sang only, but because as he was singing, he was proving what he said by his action. <clears throat> Lord, as the deer panted for the water, so long get my soul for you. He proved it. Lord, I want to worship you. I want to praise you. I want to be in your presence. How is he proving it? The ark. One, two, three, four, five, six. Stop. Then you sacrifice. One, two. He, he proved it. So you and I, we honor God by giving to him. First fruits are also important. I try to practice it. Hallelujah. Because first fruits, there are different ways to describe first fruits. It's different from type. First fruits are, it could be your first salary of the year. It could be the increase of your salary. A percent, it could be whatever it is, but I, I'm sure I'll teach on that another time. But it's definitely not type. Hallelujah. What do you think? And God will bless. Because this verse, I'm looking for it. So I ask myself, how can I get to 10? I can't just hear it and just give. How can I make sure that my, my bands are filled with plenty? How? Then I said, okay, honor the Lord with your substance. That one, most Christians are supposed to do it and we know what to do but end so if I just do the substance and I don't do the end then verse 10 cannot apply because end means you have to satisfy both 
If he said, honor the Lord with your substance or with the first fruit of the oil increase, choose one. But when there's an end, it means for you to get verse 10, you need to do substance and first fruits. What do you think? Yeah. So, first fruits, and we honor God. We honor God by helping the poor. We honor God by giving to him. There are different ways to honor God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Ooh. Hallelujah. I don't want to start on the next. <clears throat> but how many are getting what I'm saying? There are different ways to honor God. Let's find the scriptures that talk about honoring God. And let's do it. I know one way to honor God is to help the poor. One way to honor God is to give to him. We honor God by what we do. When you honor God's word, you honor God. Let's honor him. Let's give him praise. Let's worship him. You can pray amiss. But when you are worshiping God and you are thanking him and you are blessing the beauty of his holiness, it's beautiful. But it's even more beautiful and more powerful and more glorious and magnificent when as we are singing, we are practicing what we are singing. There was a time Anytime I was singing and you got to, I'll give everything. I give myself. I'll do, I'll be poor for you. Uh, more than silver and gold. I, I couldn't sing it with confidence because it wasn't true. Until a few times came and I decided, I look, I can be poor. I, I proved that I can be poor for him. I can, if I want to be, I have to be poor, I can be poor. So I can sing it now. That God, I please, Lord. In Jesus' name. Otherwise, you say, oh, really? Let's do another test. Uh, please, Lord. Please. <laughs> in Jesus' name. I'm not aware, I'm just out of time. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Let's stand to our feet. You are wonderful. You are worthy, oh Lord. You are wonderful. You are worthy.
As we are singing, you are worthy, O Lord. Let's think about the blood. Let's think about heaven and no one to open the seals. No one to open the seals that bring salvation to mankind. And then God says, who is worthy to open the seals? And then the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. He has died on the cross. His blood was shed, crucified, and rose from the dead so that he will be worthy. You are wonderful. You are worthy, oh Lord. You are wonderful. You are worthy. We sing you are You are worthy because of the cross of Jesus, Lord. Yes, Jesus. You are worthy, oh Lord. You are wonderful. You are worthy. We sing you are, you are, and you are wonderful. You are worthy, oh Lord. You are wonderful. You are worthy. One more time. You are wonderful. 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 You Father God, we love you. <clears throat> Jesus, we love you. You are worthy, oh Lord Jesus, because you have you, you were slain from the foundation of the world. You died on the cross for our sins. And that has made you worthy throughout all eternity. Throughout all the universe, Jesus, you are worthy. Worthy is the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Worthy, oh, worthy are you, Lord. Oh, worthy, oh, worthy are you, Lord. To receive praise, to receive worship, to receive adoration. For you are the great I am. We worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. We bless you, O God. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> if you are here or you are watching and you know in your heart that you are not born again, you know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you go to heaven or hell. But you want Jesus Christ to save you. You want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. You want to be born again. The condition is that you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died on the cross for your sins, his blood was shed for your sins, and God raised him from the dead. If you're ready to repent of your sins, then repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. 
I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father God, we bless and we thank you. Keep and preserve those who have surrendered their lives to you. Oh God, in Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> we'll take our seats. Notice I'm worthy, oh Lord, of all. Lord, you save me. Thank them, praise them, worship them, my God. Worthy, oh God, in all you love. Worthy to be thanked and praised and worshiped them, my God. Singing hallelujah. Learn it, please. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Glory to the King. We worship and adore you. We make your glory known. Singing Hallelujah. Glory upon the throne. We worship and adore you. Yes, let's learn it. Long time song. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's offering time. Blessing time. Let's take out a good offering. Let's give a good offering that will be a blessing. If you have your tithe, your first and best, you can give it to the Lord, and God will bless you. Amen. Amen. Father God, bless our tithe, bless our offering in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I have come. To say thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. I have come to give you my praise. You can give from the information on the screen. I have come to give back to you. I have come. I have come to say thank you, Lord. I have come to give back. Father God, bless our offering and tithe in Jesus' name. Father God, we bless you and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Hallelujah.